What's good, Illini Nation? It's your man in the middle, Deion Thomas. And as always, I'm bringing you nothing but the best. And tonight, first ballot Hall of Famer, player of the year, Big Ten player of the year. What didn't this dude do? One of the all-time leading scorers to ever wear the orange and blue. And not to mention, he liked the human fast break. I ain't never seen nobody create a fast break by themselves. I ain't even do that. <laughs> we got my man on the mic today, D, I can't say the MF word, but Brown, because he is the man. D, what's going on with you, baby? Man, how you doing, man? Before That was a great introduction, but let me shout out my whole my whole team, man. If it one for my team, there's no way I have those individual accolades, as well as the coaching staff who put me in great position. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. Whenever you play on a really, really good team and you guys win, Sometimes doing your job at a high level rewards someone. And I, I was the guy that got rewarded, but it was a team, team award. Oh, always, always. You you, you and I have had multiple conversations about this, though. People are like, yeah, no, you're the all-time lead scorer. I'll be like, yeah, I don't, none of that happens if it ain't for T.J. Wheeler, Tom Michaels, yeah, Randy yeah, Clemens. Yeah, if it ain't yeah, for everybody else, none of that stuff happens for me. So it's great to hear you get that love back. Uh, because right and I got to I got to get love to you too, man, for that introduction. Like the all-time leading score, trust me, a lot of people don't get 2K in their career. So, man, appreciate the opportunity and the introduction. That was that was that's a highlight of my week right there. Or highlight my month, you know, after going through something. <laughs> you know, well, I, I appreciate. I it. I'm gonna tell you, this, bro. you know, I'm a fan. Not just not just of your basketball acumen, but as you for you as a person, because I think you and I vibe a whole lot of ways on how. We look at this game. We look at life. We look at how this prepares young men, which I would definitely allow you to expand on that because I know how deeply you feel about that. But my first question to you, bro, you coming out of, you know, um, Maywood, which I consider an extension of the West Side. I'm a West Side kid. So Maywood to me is still in the city. How did you end up in Champaign? Because you coming out, bro, everybody else in the country is recruiting you. What made you stay home? Yeah, that's a great question, man. You got to give a lot of lot of respect to the uh, the coaching staff. Uh, I can name, you know, Norm Roberts, you know, Judson's, the Billy Gillespie's, the coach Stealth. Uh, th- those guys really invested a lot into me, came into my neighborhood, came into my household, really sold me on something that I I, I use now for all Illini fans. Is it's called forever. Remember, Coach Self came, said, man, you'll be forever loved. You'll be a legend. You'll be the greatest thing to ever play at University of Illinois now. Anybody ever met me and see how small I am and understand that, you know, being a small guard, uh, hearing something, hearing someone believe in you um, and tell you those type of things mm-hmm. uh, and mean it really just, you know, make you understand that uh, it's deeper than just basketball. Uh, they, they spoke so highly of just staying home and what that means um, to represent the state. Uh, Illinois basketball has always been in a great place. We always have great talent coming out of the state. So to stay home and do what you do and become a legend, like I, I really feel like, you know, I used to always say that, you know, they gave me that forever stamp and made me a legend by me just committing and staying home and putting on for the hometown. Well, I tell you this, and, and I love to hear you say that because that was one of the reasons I myself stayed home. I was always told nobody will ever love you like your own. So you staying home, you doing the things that you did. Of course, everyone here in the city knew you. Everyone in the state knew you. So all that did was carry on over and show you that love, man. You you come in as a freshman. Yeah. Highly touted. You come in with some other guys, Darren and Luther and all these other guys that were as highly touted. How did that come together? And I'm going to say this. I know it's easy for you to have come together because – you you were like lightning in a bottle, but you one of the most humble dudes I know. How, we, how did uh, that come together for you? We was we was playing, and and this this the story that goes into it. We was playing AAU, me and James Augustine, and James was a late bloomer. Uh, we won a lot of games on the AAU circuit with no name guys, meaning like guys who wasn't highly recruited. Um, and the team I played on, you know, shout out Coach Mastranzi. Always got to show him love. You know, it was times where I couldn't even go on trips just to afford them, but. When I did go on those trips, my, my job was to – I had a role of I, I want to lead that tournament in scoring. I, I, I want to I win when we get there. And James used to always contribute to winning. And I told Coach Self, you know, who Purdue came in late, I said, I want to play with this guy because all me and him did was win. So I got James on board. My, my mom, his family really bonded and connected. I'm a family guy. So 
once I knew me and him can can vibe and rock and win games together, I got him on board. And then the day I committed, like three days later, Coach Self called me on like AD. And we got this top 50 dude down in Texas, man. He is nice. He a point guard now. Y'all can play together. I'm like, man, as long as we're going to win. I was playing with Shannon Brown and Provisor Wee, so I'm used to playing with really good guards. So I've always been the guy that if I go to the to the pickup or I go to the to the playground, I'm going to pick the best players on the court to win the game. So I called Darren, convinced him to come play with me. So it was me, Darren, and James came in together. And then you got Lou Raj, Brian, uh, um, Brian Cook. So when I got there as a freshman, this is what people don't realize, and I want to break it down to the line people, is we had to follow Frank Williams, Sergio McClain, Marcus Griffin, Lucas Johnson, Capalia, Archibald, Corey Bradford, Sean Harris. I can keep going for you people, man. Like, it, it, they was elite eight. They were they were the bad boys of the Big Ten. They played hard. They played with swag. They they was the pipeline. We came in with the understanding we got to win and, and continue to carry on this tradition. Yeah. And Frank Williams went 24th in the draft. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I used to come watch Frank play with Peoria Emanuel. So I follow behind guys who set the tone. And when I got there, man, you know, coming in with James and, and Darren, our expectations was very high. If people don't know what Illinois way is, it's four things you must do when you get to University of Illinois. First is graduate. You must take education very serious. Two is advance and participate in the NCAA tournament. Three is win a Big Ten championship. And the last one is to win a national championship. So I was trying to check off all four of those areas. And we really felt we had the unit. And when we got there, it was it was the Brian, it was the Brian Cook show. I remember I used to take some horrible shots and Coach Self was sitting out know, like, hey man, get a ball to do, man. Dude is the guy. He is 20 and 10, Mr. D. Brown. You cannot shoot those shots. And I used to be like, yeah, you're right. And I come right back down and shoot the same shot. Like, that's the guy, though. <laughs> and, and, but no, as a freshman, I, I, I got to show love to Jaron Howard as well. Uh, Jaron Howard really was the guy who, um, the glue in the locker room, he showed us the old way of how they, how they did it, how tough they were, how they, when they went out, they went out 10 strong, um, how we celebrate each other's success. It's just the Illinois way, man. This is what we do. It's a brotherhood. So shout out to the man, Jay Howell, man, who, you know, really held us down. And if anybody know my, my story, I didn't start one game in my career. Uh, it was senior night for Jaron Howell because uh, coming in, you know, as a freshman, he he thought it was his team and he it, it was him. And he he passed it on to me and Darren. He really was the fourth, fifth coach on the team that held us together. So we came in. Our expectation was to win it. And we came in second place that year. I remember vividly. I fouled Devin Harris on the road at Wisconsin to lose the Big Ten title. Hope y'all know I remember that. Um, <laughs> then we went on to win the Big Ten tournament, which that's the only ring I really wear because it was the first piece of, of hardware I got to let me know how hard you got to do to cut down the net to, to win the championship. And um, so we came in with the mentality that we, we we had those four things on our on our list to make sure we we, we, we working towards our degree. We, we, we are participating in advancing in the tournament. We win in Big Ten championships and you know we're going for the big dog. We're going for the national championship. So that was set. That was the tone set when we step on campus. Yeah, I, I love the way. And, and I've told you this before. You know, I've talked about this before. It's paying homage to those guys that came before you. You know, you you just ran down a whole host of things. As a matter of fact, I just reached out to Sean Harrington because I wanted him to do a show with me <laughs> coming up for the Big Ten. Uh, uh, my man. Hey, I thought I could shoot the ball until I met Sean. Sean, when he was a his work ethic was so crazy, man. He was he was a, a leader in the locker room that just he was just steady. You know what I mean? He was steady, and he showed me that hard work pay off and made me shoot the ball. I came in as a thirty two percent three point shooter. You know, shot at forty three one year, but I, I I took a lot of what I saw him do on a day to day basis with his grind and taking care of his body and him getting in the lab and uh he wasn't the fastest but he just was in the right places and he did all the right things so i gotta show homage to all those dudes who came before me because illinois basketball was 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 it when I, before i got there and i always shut out surge and all those peoria guys because when we got there they showed us the way they showed us how to do it uh, uh frank had the swag he had assembly hall jumping like you wanted to go in there and follow that lead so i don't ever want nobody to understand like when it comes to illinois man like we, we, we got a tradition of having really good players and we need to celebrate all of them and understand that we want to keep that tradition going and, and show love and, and uh, keep, keep that place rocking. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet with Bet Rivers, now's the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. 
But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster. With Rush Pay, instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to BetRivers.com today or download Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. It's definitely going to go on. And, I, and you're, you're right. You point out our program. We have the 11th ranked program nationally in the history of NCAA basketball. A lot of people don't understand that because they, you know, we had some down years there and people forgot about how good this program was, but we were never less than 18, 19, 20 wins a game, you know, until that certain period of time when we had a downfall, even at the beginning of, of Coach Weber's uh, time, we were with you and other, you know, we were still rolling, still knocking people out the box. And then, you know, we had a little bit of a slip, but we've always been a powerhouse. So it's great to hear you um, project that, push it out, let it, let everybody know. But there's, there's some people that do know, and that's a lot in our nation. And they, keep, Absolutely, us, they keep us on our toes. They don't, they don't let us forget. <laughs> no, no. And then in 2001, what y'all fell on the stand is I, I picked Illinois over Michigan State. 2001, Michigan State won a national championship. I wanted to be Mateen Cleves. And I had other schools on me, but Michigan State was my number one going into the week I committed to Illinois. So when you start thinking about what Illinois meant and, and what they had going on, uh, they had Lon Kruger, they had Bill Self, they had guys that still in the business doing great things. So greatness has has definitely came through Champagne. And um, as we further talk about, it, I just want people to know that like it 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 the the goal. And when they sat down and talked to me, um, the goal when I walked in was the national championship. The goal was to win multiple Big Ten championships. The goal was to uh, leave a legacy and forever be who I am today. And it all came true. And and for someone to come in and believe in you and say that. When you got, you know, a first rounder going to the draft, you got another first rounder going to the draft. You got just came from elite eights, and you got this upcoming phenomenal coaching coach self coming in. You telling you that you stay home. He's not even from the state of Illinois. You, you stay home. You'll be forever remembered. And then you got the the old heads, you know, which the way was the big bros to me telling me the same thing. Like this is the place for you, man. You know, like they recruited you. That meant a lot to me. Well, you, you you definitely came in. You did your thing, man. So let, let, let's look at it like this. We, you, you come in as a freshman. You, you're learning all of these things. As you mentioned, all of these guys, Sean Harrington showed you the work ethic. Jaren Howard showed you and gave you a little bit of an idea of what it took to be great. What are some of the other things that you took from some of the older players that helped you, not just as a freshman, but that, that helped you out throughout your time at Illinois? that led to you being one of the winningest players of all time. You and, as you mentioned, Augie, being the winningest players of all time. Not just, you know, the, the accolades, but actually winning basketball games. Winning, see, they say losing can expose you, but winning comes with problems too. So how to win and not when you, not only how to win, how to keep this humbleness or keep this hunger to continue to win and also understand that there's going to be slumps. It's going to be down times. You got to be able to, now they say they got social media now, but back when we played, I remember Darren used to go crazy over orange and blue. They used to talk so greasy about us online, how to, how to get in battle through adversity, especially when you win it, when you win in, there's so much hate and so much stuff that go on, how to navigate that, how to stay in the gym. Um, I, coming in so young and winning, you, you think you, you think you made it. You think you arrived. I got humble so many different occasions. You know, you got to stay humble. You got to be hungry. Uh, you got to be humble in defeat, humble in, in victory. Um, for me, it was just battling through adversity and understanding that there's going to be slumps. There's going to be certain things that happen amongst the team that's that's winning it every year. You think it's just peaches and cream when you're winning. It, right. it, 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 it's, it's, it's just humbling yourself. I, I learned how to humble myself real fast. Um, you know, it was months where I couldn't make shots. It was, it was times where I, I made mistakes. Uh, that, that was part of the growing process. That was part of maturing and I would tell you now, Deion, people remember me as the 20, the 18 and 22 year old. But one thing they can always remember is I was competitive. I was I was passionate and I really put a lot into my craft. But it was battling those adversities you deal with as a young man on the college ranks. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you know, the the humbling experiences. Give us one that you wouldn't mind sharing. An actual instance that something that happened that took place. Maybe it's in a game. Maybe it was in practice. 
Maybe it was just dealing with some of the coaches that really was like, okay, you know what? This is where I got to be. This is what, you know, this is, I got to switch from this guy to this guy in order for us to be successful. Um, I give you the Bruce, Bruce Weber story since he always shares it and, 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 and he always gives too much information to the media. That's just who he always been in his life. But he'll tell you D was the last one to get on board. Um, when you, when you come into a program, you know who the guys is. Yes. When you know, if he didn't know who I was, he got to know who I was. Uh, I played a certain type of basketball. Uh, the shots you see me take um, from half court, from distance, from have you saw me play? I practice it. I practice it really hard. I thought I was. I thought I was really good at it. Why I thought I was really good at it? Because when you play in front of sixteen thousand, you gotta feel a certain level of confidence for those shots to go in. I think coming in, adjusting to the new philosophy, new coaching style, the new voice. Um, Coach Weber got a way of coaching, and the way his way of coaching and way that we I was recruited was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Getting on board wasn't a problem, you guys. I'm a winner. Uh, I think it was it's mutual. Coach has to adapt. Player has to adapt. No, I and, and I think one of the adjustments for me was just simply how how he pushed me and how how he how he spoke to me. But this is gonna blow a lot of people's mind. How I adjusted to that, the way his way of coaching allowed me to be defensive player of the year, allowed me to look at defense differently, allowed me to look at accepting coaching differently. Um, because, you know, Coach McClain, Coach Webster, the assistant made me understand what coaching was really about, uh, how those guys got after me. Um, so I would just say the adversity of dealing with different, you know, you know, not just authority, but like uh, coaching change. Uh, Coach Weber came in with a whole different philosophy and me being able to adjust um, to him and his style of, of coaching was really tough at first. And it wasn't getting on board. It was more of me uh just adjusting. It was only my second year. You know, a freshman coming in, it's hard to adjust to the game. So when that story come out, people be like, oh man, D was rebellious. He was doing this. He was doing that. But you guys, all I was doing shooting half court threes. I was um I was talking a lot of trash. I was I was me. And it takes a lot to get to know a person, and especially if you don't recruit them who they are, you don't change a person. You know what I mean? You don't change what they do. So it, it, it took some time for me to adjust to that. But um, as I always talk about publicly, uh, I, I was well coached throughout my college career and uh, I, I, I really thrived in, in that system for a reason because uh, I played both sides of the basketball and, I'm, I, and I worked really hard. But I would definitely say that Justin to that, that, that style was, was different for me. Um, I can't speak for anyone else, but just the voice, the style of play, um, it, it just was it, it, it being 19 years old and, and being sold on something and then something changing. People don't like change. I'm not saying I don't like change. It's just uh, just adjusting to it and, and dealing with it was was something that, you know, I lost three coaches, four coaches in right. a matter of six months. And I don't I mean, know if you different. know how hard that is. It's different. Yeah, it's just different. And it's a picking up on those differences, learning how to adjust to them, as you said. You know, but you put you on that coaching staff. There was a guy on that staff. I didn't really know Coach Weber very well. I knew him a little bit. But there was a guy that I did know well on that coaching staff. And in this state, you know, I, I, I'm going to use the word legend and say he was a legend. How was it? Now, I never played for him, though. But how was it to work with and play for um, Coach McClain? Oh, man, that was like a dad to me, man. Everybody know our relationship. They know our families. He was like pops to me. Um, he was fun. He was um Man, discipline-wise, you, you like when he spoke to you, it was different. I'm, I, I got, I got this one story for you, Dion. That's why, that's why I told you I, I needed to know that we played in the national championship game, and uh, it was a shot I had in the corner. I turned it down, and I swung it to Jack. Jack swung it to Darren. Darren swung it to Luther. He shot it. It was good ball movement. After the game, two months later, the last time I spoke to coach, he brought those that shot up. So why the you didn't shoot that shot? Why? Do you hear me? I remember that shot. He was so detailed. If it was his scout, if it was if it had anything to do with him and what we had doing as far as with toughness, as far some of the drills I got in my notebook. Mm. <laughs> mm. I used to wonder why we did them. 
there was no team that was in more shape than us, that was tougher than us, that did tougher stuff than we did. And Coach, he loved it. Loved it. If he caught you in the hallway, you can ask any of our guards. If he catch you in the hallway, he'll pin you in the corner and punch you in your stomach. Like, what's up, D? I'd be like, you never wanted to run into Coach McClain, man. You never wanted to do anything wrong to see him at 6 a.m. He knew basketball. He was tough. He was a winner. He was a father figure, man. He, he, he was somebody, like I said, for me, he, he was, like I said, he, he's like a dad to me. So got a lot of love, a lot of respect for him. He taught me so much. And a lot of my style and how I coach come from the guys that, uh, you know, paid it forward to me. That's why I say I respect coaching. When people talk about Coach Weber, I think he's a phenomenal coach. Yes. Talk about T, T. Webster, you know what I mean? T. Webb is a great mentor, great coach to me. Yep. Coach McClain was like a pops to me, man. Um, Chris Lowry, shout out CeeLo. Yep. Uh, uh, shout out Norm Roberts, um, Billy Gillespie, mm-hmm. Rob Judson. Um, Tim Jankovic came through the ranks. Uh, um, Jim Price, you I know, mean, Jimmy Price. I mean, I, I, I th- those guys really taught me what coaching was. And I know I was hard to coach, but uh, me and T. Webb talk all the time about it, man. You know, some of the jewels they gave me. Um, it's just priceless, man. So man, rest in peace to Coach McClain. Like I said, you ask anybody who played for him, man, it's, it's you know, man, he, he taught me so much. About, he, taught, he taught me a lot. Because Coach McClain is like to guys like you, like Jimmy Collins was to me. Yeah. You know, and to guys and to other guys like Nick and Kendall and all of them. He, he was that guy that really, one, kept you in line, two, showed you love, three taught you the game and how to see it and what to look at. And that's why he was able to come back to you and, and get on you about a shot that you should have shot. And you know, you should have shot it. You, shot know, it. When you were, you know, when you're in the moment, you're just flowing in the moment. He'll tell you about defensive assignments you blew too. Oh, and no I doubt. Was- no, <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no doubt. You're getting the whole, you're getting the whole gambit is what I'm saying. And yeah. so that's why I wanted to ask you about him. Cause I, I, I grew to, to really love and respect um coach McLean and, and you know and that's why I, I knew you guys were there when you mentioned them I'm like okay I gotta make sure we get D to talk about yeah, coach. Man, he pumped he pump confidence in this too man he felt like we'd never lose he he told a story that was so legendary I had to go back and watch it we was at Wisconsin Dion and, and I'm on and we, we we down like eight nine points I used to, I got this thing where I look at timeouts I look at people how they you know run to their huddle how they communicate and I came to the huddle and I was like hey coach Man, he was scared, man. They scared. He looked at me and was like, D has lost his mind. I said, after we won, I said, Coach, you got to watch how you be pumping this confidence and tough stuff in us, bro, because we feel like we're invincible. We ain't about to lose to these people. And he told the story and how he told it. He was, it was like he was proud because he knew he pumped that in us. Like, ain't no losing. I don't care. We down 20 with two minutes to go. We fighting. And I know scared when I see it. I know when people are tight because we, 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 he trains us in such, I mean, we, we, we was doing stuff then. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I, like if I tell people that like, do y'all want doing, I'm like, coach McClain had a drill where we'll spend 45 minutes doing defensive slides with medicine balls. You're like, nah, I'm like 45 minutes straight. And he'd be walking around trying to punch the medicine ball out your hand. Everything was about discipline and toughness. Nobody will be out. Nobody's going out toughen up, be tougher than us. They're not going to be as disciplined we are. And guess what? We ain't folding under no pressure. Right. And when I told him that story at Wisconsin, I said it was because of you. I was talking through you. I, like I, I like I just saw that they were scared. We ended up coming back, winning the game, um, because of our toughness. We had stops. We had guys like Jack. We didn't miss screens. We didn't. We we we, we, we like like. If you didn't make the extra pass, like all the little detail and stuff that win games, if you didn't do with him, you didn't run back after a turnover, man, you had to see him, man, like really see him. It, it was devastating. You thought you lost the national championship, which we ended up losing anyway. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean it like that, but you would thought every play was for the national championship. Because every play is for the national championship, and you nailed it right on the head. Illini Nation, listen up. If you're like me, you want a personal relationship with your business banker. That's why. If you don't know our fellow Illini alum, Kevin Bastuga, from the class of 94, you should. Kevin is one of the founders of Chicago-based Signature Bank, a highly successful commercial bank that provides strategic and customized banking services to you and your business. At Signature Bank, you have a true partner. Kevin and his team will know you 
and your business, and they'll do whatever it takes to help you grow your business. Whether you need a line of credit to expand your business or finance new equipment, Signature Bank is here to help you. Signature Bank, helping Illinois' business owners succeed no matter what it takes. So check out Signature Bank at www.signaturebank.bank today or call Kevin Bastuga at 773-467-5606. That's Signature Bank at www.signaturebank.bank or call Kevin Bastuga at 773-467-5606. I, I think a lot of people, first of all, this is why great players and great, you know, whether you're the, whether you're uh, the captain of industry or, or you're a great player on the court, this is why you become great because you're competing every single play, every single second that you're out there on the court. I, when I was coaching, I would tell my kids, you always have to win the battle within the game. So winning the battle within the game is who you're playing against individually, who's guarding you, who you're guarding. You got to win that battle. Who you're screening, you got to win that battle. Who you're boxing out, you got to win that battle. There's just so many battles within the game that you have to make sure if you don't win them all, you win in 90% of them. And if you win 90% of the battles within the game, you will win the game. You know, so that's why coach – you're doing 45 minutes holding the medicine ball and he's trying to smack it out of your hand because he wanted to see who's going to drop the ball at minute 44. You, you know what I'm saying? He was special. Like I said, I, I man, I can go on and on about coach, man. Um, man, show, you know, show plenty of love, man. You, you touched on a, you touched on a real topic. Then, you know, you, you guys were uber successful, you know, 30 win seasons, all of these things that, that came and put together this team, there was a time as you guys are going through this fight. Let's let's go to the the Arizona game because yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I, yeah. I was sitting I was sitting up watching that game at five o'clock in the morning, and I'm yelling and screaming, and my wife is like, "Dude, you do realize it's five o'clock in the morning because we were overseas." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it ain't nowhere in the world I'm going to bed. She's like, "But they're losing. I'm going to bed." I'm like, "Go to bed. I'm not going to bed." I was like, "Cause something special about to happen." Let's start in the beginning. You guys jump out. The, the game is going. They step out. They they start to expand. And this is going to go back to what you said. How was the team feeling? What was the the demeanor of the team? And I'm, I, I have an idea of what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask it anyway. When you guys got down, what was the thought process? Uh, man, it was about two dudes. Um, Darren won one of them. I remember Darren, Darren, Darren the trip. But it was probably two people in the in, in the huddle that was still confident that we can um, overcome that. And I say that because we practice those type of situations. And Darren, you down 15. Darren, you down 12. Keep, you know, we'll play a four-minute, we'll play a four-minute battle in practice. So we was going over late game situations from, from the jump. We was doing stuff like that. But when we came back to that huddle, uh, I remember Lewis battling battling injuries. This, this, this is what dealing with adversity looks like. There, uh, Luther battling injuries. We got, um, you know, Brian Randall with a broke hand. We got other guys who, so when we got into those, to those situations, we went back to what we practiced. And if you watch that game back, I, I'm going to give some insight for a lot of guys, a lot of people who watched that game. Everything had to go right for us to be successful that game. The plays, Jack had the screen. We had to, Raj had to set screens. Lou had to make shots. Darren had to be Darren. You know, defensively, I had to crank up the pressure on the ball. Everything, everybody played a role in, in that comeback. But when I tell you we prepare for that, we prepare for that. And when you come out and you execute how you're supposed to execute, which great teams do, it looks like how it's supposed to look. Let's get stops. Let's execute the offense and get the right shots. If 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 we put up the right shots, let's attack the offensive glass. Let's buckle down on defense. I just think everything went, man, went how it's supposed to went because we executed and we stayed together. And, and, and guys was confident. Like, we knew, if y'all look at it, man, I'm player of the year. Everything went through Luther Head. That's our best player. Let's, let's, let's be honest, man. Get dude the basketball. Run him off screens. Let him allow him to make shots. 
Let Darren get in the pick and roll. Allow guys to be good at what they do. And when you look at coaching, you look at what coaching is built on, it's putting your guys in the best position to be successful. And that's what he did. AD, crank up the ball pressure. You're not pressing the ball hard enough. Come on. You know, coach will talk to you so disrespectful. You're like, oh, I got you. And you know what I mean? So everything clicked that to the point where you look at every possession, everybody did something to contribute to winning. And that's all you can really, you know, ask for. And then, like, that was the loudest venue if the people ever been to a sporting event, that's a top five event of all time. Mm-hmm. If you ever been to an event, I mean, we had celebrities there. We, it, the building was rocking. It was, it, it, it was, it was electric, man. It was something, it was, it was, it was so special to do that against a really good team, yeah. a really, really good team who really pushed us. But, you know, we didn't sink down to the level of our preparation. We prepared at a high level and we were very confident, but it was a we thing, you know, at our whole get up. And my four years about we, it was never about no one person. And if you ever look back at how we spoke, um, Darren Lou probably had issues sometimes, but they never had no issues with me. We never had no issues. Those guys knew they was the real deal. They right. knew that without them, it was no problem. And Bruce Weber made that public in, 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 um, in the media. If you ask uh, uh, Coach Weber, who would you rather lose, Darren or D Brown? Man, I can't lose Darren. You think that hurt my feelings? No, I wouldn't want to lose that dude either. We just lost him the year before with a broke jaw. You see how that ended? I understood. We understood each piece makes the puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Without James, we can't win that championship. No, and you're right there, bro. And that's a, and again, that's a positive way to look at it. So you guys go into that game. You're the favorite. Yeah. You know, they jump out. And, and you mentioned you Arizona was a damn good team. Really they, good, and they, and they had some dudes on there. So this ain't this ain't some dudes from uh nah you know, from the suburbs or something. They had some they had some dudes on there. Absolutely, and, and it was coached sure. by all the fame guys. Exactly. The, the coaching exactly. was incredible. Exactly. So I'm sure there was a bunch of trash talk going on out there. Super trash talk. Sean Adams, Shannon Fry, them guys know what's up. They was looking at us like y'all ain't better than us. They was talking so greasy. That's why I said you get to that point when you in the eight. Yeah, man. They, they, Illinois, y'all okay? That's they was talking like y'all okay. You know, it, it, it was funny, but it was competitive. That's how it's supposed to be. Wow, that's the, always the beauty of the game. That's the that's the part that I don't. I think the casual fan doesn't get. And hold on, take that back. I think that's the part that the referees don't even get is is the nope. feel that guys have when they're out there playing. It's about those competitive juices. It's about you know getting in there, being a little grimy when necessary. So. You guys, they out there chirping and chirping. You're oh, I got there. one for you, D. I got one for you, D. I know you about to go to. It was 77-63. Roger go up and dude go up and block his shot with two hands. The energy in the building goes, like, I, if you watch the game back, y'all going to know what I'm talking about. It was set. He he made, and then we fouled him, and he went to the free throw line. It was the, it was a freshman. Okay, I forgot his name. But the energy in the building went down, D. We got in the huddle, and we looked around. Coach always keeps plays. Like I'm talking about, like he walk around like notebooks like, yeah. like this. Call a play for Lou. I come over, we run it, we run an elevator play. Lou hit a three. But before that play, people I thought people thought it was over at 7763. Oh no, a lot of people thought it was. I told you my wife went to bed and was yelling at me because I was in there making too much noise. So everybody, everybody can tell you where they were the Arizona game. And that means a lot to me because it was a sporting event. It wasn't a tragic. Something that it wasn't 9-11, God bless America. It was it was a sport event where, where you were the Arizona game. And when I was doing public speaking, people would tell me where they were and tell me stories. And that made me feel so good because that game is so historic and it put it puts us back in the final four in Chicago and in a you know down 15 with 357. Like people don't win those type of games on that type of on that type of level. So when people talk about that game, I got 90, 80, you know, I got so many different stories, but the, the, to, to, to your point, man, that, that was a hard fought game in, in Chicago to put us in the final four where without every guy, man, I always say my, my MVP of that game was Jack Ingram, man. One of the guys who always set screens, who always did everything right. He did anything to impact winning. And the way he spoke to me and Darren to use his screens, the way he talked to Luther about how passionate he was about getting guys open. Right. Um, that's how you win basketball games when, when a guy's just selfless like that. Let me ask you this question, Dean. And this is just to give a little bit of, of, of insight. Again, you don't, you don't need to, because I know there's some stories, there's locker room stories you don't want to let out. Mm-hmm. You go in at halftime. 
Yeah. You know, things are going the way they're going. Give, give me some. What was what 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 did you say? Because I know you fiery. You, you got a lot of fire. When you went in that locker room, what were, what were you like, man? Y'all need to get it yeah, to. Man, we was too comfortable. Uh, we, we thought it was going to not just be handed to us, but like I told, we had Bill Murray in the locker room, man. We had it was just too. Hey, man, let's get back to this gritty hunger. Like let 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 let's get back to what we do, and 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 let we, we was a little tight, man. That the building was electric. I told you, if you wasn't there, man. Oh man, it, it was so electric that um. Man, it's just something you just you just can't forget. And people who was there when they explained it to you, I felt the same thing. But we had to come out and get back to just this. This is going to be a real live fight. This is going to be something that we got to dig deep. This team is for real. They, man, they, I'm telling, they was talking so greasy, Dion. It was crazy, man. They were so confident and so talented that uh, we had to come out of there and really buckle down and get back to what we do. And people would look at us and say, "Oh, you couldn't win with shooting all the threes." And we really guarded and defended at a high level. And right. um. We weren't making shots. We didn't allow that to affect our defense. So we never got enough credit for that. Like, we didn't care who was missing shots. We're going to miss shots. But we was a team that was going to blow you out if we missing shots. I mean, we making shots. So it didn't. I just think on the other side of the basketball, we had to make a stance. Because that the way they was going, they was going to score 100 on us. You know, they, they was that talented. They was that good. And um, so I just think we had to really buckle down and, and start executing and, and, and defending. And I think that's what got us back, you know, in the game is just – Buckling down, defending, right, and and you know, in. no, I, I can feel you on that because you know, as they say, offense wins games, defense wins championships. So, you guys have come on, you come out of the locker room, you come up off the bench, you like, okay, this it's time to lock these dudes down. What was their faces like when they, you know, when you, and because I tell people this all the time, and my high school coach Bob Hambrick, he would always say we play the game to the buzzers to the buzzer sound and it's all yep. about what we do i don't care what nobody else is doing if we beat them by 100 points we beat them by 100 points because it was really making sure that we execute on what we do so i say that the preface is this when you guys come out you're starting to turn it up and you guys put the foot on the gas and you kept the foot on the gas and that was one of the things i liked about this team but most people crack when you start to punch them in the mouth how was that Arizona team reacting when y'all started throwing them haymakers and you started getting back in here? What were those faces like then seeing they were doing all that chirping before? Resilience. I mean, I, I can take you back to the year before we played against Cincinnati and Cincinnati was kicking out our, our sign. They was, they was trying to outpunk us and do all that. We, we just bonded together. We had two, we, we had five NBA guys on the court. They had NBA guys too, but we went to our two first rounders. And we, we put our faith in our best players. And our best players, I keep trying to tell y'all this, like everybody got a piece and, and, and they have a role to do on a, winning, on a winning basketball team. I had my role. I was very comfortable. If everybody talk about you from that team, they tell you I was the guy to the public and all that. That was cool. I did my role and I did it to, 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 to a high level. But we put the basketball in Darren Williams' hand and we allowed, we allowed guys like him and Luther to take over the game. And another glue guy, I got to keep talking about my man, Roger Powell, who did everything you needed him to do to win games. Yep. He, he'd take a charge, he'd rebound the ball. You know, he, he, he'd do whatever it, it, it is needed. He'd do it silently. And I just think we came out and we and due to what how the game was going, we put the basketball on our best player's hands. And on the other end, the guy, we did what we supposed to do as far as with locking up because it was hard to it was hard to stop those guys Shannon was stepping out shooting threes and son was getting on the offensive glass and you know and you said at the start of this at the start of this uh conversation you got to win your matchup I wasn't winning my matchup off back the young fella was getting after me I was turning the basketball over he was out playing me on the other end so I had to make some decisions I had to I had to buckle up and and do what I had to do to win my matchup well and you and you did that man that's one of the greatest games I've ever watched. And, and of course, I'm, I'm biased because I appreciate that you guys were able to come back and get that win. <laughs> no, for, for what it was, it was a ticket to the Final Four. If it was a first round game, I'm normal. Yeah. But to go to the four, man, you ain't down 72 57 with three minutes to go or 357 to go with no, they got three NBA guys over there. And you talking about you about to come back and win. That ain't about to happen. Right. Everything got to go as high as supposed to go as planned. And again, two, three guys in that huddle was, was confident that we can do it. And uh, for us to win in Chicago in front of, you know, our home, our home fans, um, that was, that was special and historic, man. It, it was something I'll never forget. And 
um, man, I'm, I'm, I, and with today's social media and how they videotape and everything, I, that that would have been way blown up if it would happen today's day. Today's it, day. it would. That'd have been one of those million hits. Uh, what my daughter call it when they go, they go viral. She, yeah, that, that would have gone viral big time. No doubt. Yep. Hey, so get you get through them, get to the final four. Yeah. Unfortunately, get to that North Carolina game, which was another game I was bitching and moaning about while I was sitting there watching it, because I just thought they they let Sean May. That, that was I'm not gonna get into it because I get up. Yeah. I, I still get upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was sitting there, I was hot. I'm like, come on, man. Man, you gotta call this thing right, you know. Yep. But you you get to the championship game again. You guys are all legends off of that team, and and as you mentioned, even the guys that you know Ingram's and, and you know the guys that didn't seem like they were big parts of everything were huge parts because you guys were a beautiful puzzle, a collective that came together to make a beautiful picture, man. All right, now we got NBA. Everybody's t- turning over. You get to the league, you get to your professional. The prof- First of all, what were your thoughts coming out of this going into um, the possibility of playing in the pros at the next level? Of course, everybody loved what you were doing, but yet they still question your size. And if you were a real point guard and all of that, that jazz that I was listening to and had to debate people about, what was your thought process in that? Um, it, it definitely a chip on your shoulder. Even coming back your senior year, people saying, you know, is he really a point? Is he really this? Just a basketball player, man. You know, a guy who got 650-plus assists on his career. Um, distributing the basketball has never been a problem. You know, two and a half to one assist to turnover ratio. Um, just a basketball player want to win. So when you get to that level, you know, you put in that box, you know, you ask the questions on how can I be successful in this league? And for you to go to that level, most people don't know never get to, you know, you get drafted by a team you don't even work out for. You ask, what, what is my role? How can I stick being a third point guard in the league is taking care of the basketball and defending yeah. and just being an ultimate pro. So getting to that level um, with all those accolades coming out of school, it was hard to make it to that, to that, to that. Le- it was hard to get your name called. So when I got my name called, you know, I really worked hard and went in with a non-guaranteed contract and just stuck to what I've won, what I've done to get to where I was That's work hard and, do whatever the organization needed me to do to be, you know, be on that roster. So it, it's tough. It's tough to to make it, but it's tough to stay as well. But just given the opportunity and working out for fourteen NBA teams and being interviewed and hearing some of the questions they ask you. And um, one thing, I, advice I always give to these young guys is when you get to that level, they never tell you what you can do. They gonna always break you down, and tell you what you can't do. So off back, what you just told me was, "Oh, D, you ain't point guard." So you just took away from my whole game of what I can do and what I was able to accomplish. And you telling me I can't dribble up and down the court and run a team. That's cool. But one thing I can do and I was proven to do was be an ultimate teammate, an ultimate worker. And um, at the end of the day, I chase the end goal. The end goal is always to win. It's always to compete. If you lose, it's, it's, it's learning and winning with me. It's never losing because if, the way we're going to go out here and play, the way we're going to go out here and compete, we're going to learn from this if, if, if it don't go well. And I, I just was always that type of give me the opportunity to do what I love and um, – you know, I was blessed and, and fortunate enough to get my name called by the Utah Jazz, which was a great, great experience, you know, de- by Darren being there and me going to play behind Darren, you know, w- you know with him and behind him. Um, you know, he's a winner. You know, when, whenever you go to a place where they're about winning and about, you know, it's about culture, uh, I, I fit right in. You know, we, we divisional champions, went to the Western Conference Finals and taught me a lot at that, at that level, um, playing for a, a legendary coach where, you know, we ran pretty much flex. We ran pretty much swing offense. You know what I'm saying? And we we, we forced middle. We did everything that I was in my four years or eight years of playing that I never did in my life. And you got to make the adjustment and your job depend on it. If you ain't successful in it, you know what I mean? So it was it was definitely a learning experience and something that I, man, my, my you know, Luke Yaklish, you know, who's, who's the head coach right now at UIC, he, he, he asked me a question. They said, how many guys played in the NBA, D? And my number was crazy, D. I didn't even know. I was like 50,000, you know, I don't know, no, 60, like 4,300. I was like, man, only 4,300 people made it to the NBA? Yeah. And me being in it and understanding the business and understanding the lifestyle, I'm forever grateful. I'm, I'm blessed, man. I always um, just sit and reflect on it. I, I'm, just, I'm just blessed to, to have that opportunity to, to compete with the best in the world and, and, and get an opportunity to be on the NBA roster. 
Well, and you did that and you did it well for the time that you were there. You had experience overseas. You and I ended up playing, not together, of course, because I'm an old fart and you still know. <laughs> but we both played in Maccabi. And I tell people, man, I remember the day I'm walking down the street, I'm going to my mother-in-law's house and your brother called me. He was like, Dion. I'm like, who the heck is this calling me? <laughs> you know, and I turn around and I look at him, I'm like, Bro, are you D. Brown's brother? He was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 tell, I tell people I got two Israeli brothers. They look at me like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I'd be like, trust me when I tell you, if you've ever played in Israel, I got two Israeli brothers who speak Hebrew, yeah. who they look just like me. They my brothers, and they're going to take care of you. <laughs> it was hilarious. I turned around, and I was like, oh, you got to be D's brother. He was uh, like, yes, I'm D Brown's brother. So yeah. we, and he actually lived in my mother-in-law's neighborhood, man. Oh, so wow. Yeah. We, we were able to spend some time and get a, a real good chat. Of course, I was like, oh my God, the people you run into, you never know when, when it's going to happen. So again, you're over in Maccabi, you're over in Europe. Tell a little bit about your experiences while you were playing over there. I mean, not everybody's experiences are the same, but I know you had a good time while you were, while you were overseas. No doubt, seven years of playing over there. And, and one of the biggest things that people get misunderstood is it's very difficult to last over there. If you do three years or plus over in Europe, God bless you, man. You are you're doing real well for yourself. Uh I, I had, you know, man, I was a world traveler. I played, you know, a lot of different places. I did it purposely after my second year. I wanted to learn all the philosophies I could. I wanted to, I did nine years professional. I played for nine different coaches. Mm -hmm. um, the things that I have in my notebook are priceless. The things I was able to experience within these countries culturally, um, being able to, you know, everywhere I went, I always learned the language so I can speak the, I can call the plays in their language. Um, always had get togethers, always hung with my teammates. So they knew that I'm trying to learn who they were instead of going over there and being this hot shot American who think he about to run somebody's, country you know what I mean I, I try to blend in and adjust to what how they live but it, I out of my seven years I can just you know publicly speak and say you know three of them three and a half of them I got paid all my money the other years you know you struggle with non-payments late payments mm -hmm. um I, I I can tell the the, the the basketball fans I probably missed five practices in my whole career uh and that's 17 years of playing basketball I never set out uh, I didn't like sitting out I uh, played through injury. Uh, I didn't believe in injury. You, you, you either can't play or, or, or we won't play. Right. Um, um, so I just say the, fi the, the financial stability was different for me and my family than most, but I still played through the, the, the non-payments. I, I still chased championships. I won two championships, lost in one. Um, I was able to experience a lot of success. I played for Maccabi Tel Aviv. Besides the Los Angeles Lakers, I think they probably the top team you could play in the world. Agreed. Uh, when I came back to Chicago, the Jewish community opened me up with so many open arms and knew who I was and followed me. I was I, I won a championship. That I, I was just so surprised on how big that 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 organization is. So I, I was able to play for some big organizations that um, really opened my eyes to a lot of um, just way of thinking far as on and off the, off the playing field that makes that prepare me for this coaching that I'm in today. Uh, how they carry themselves, what they thought, mm -hmm. how they moved. Uh, their, their, their uh, evaluations on how they brought players in. Um, I learned, I just learned a lot. And uh, I took that experience as if you ever play in Europe, man, don't ever think it's easy. Don't ever take that experience for granted because a lot of people ain't got that on their resumes. And one of the things I learned my second year coming home, people try to downplay my, oh, man, you, you ain't nothing but you overseas guy. And then I, I, I use it as a chip on my shoulder. Like, y'all don't even know, man. Like, you got to be bet. You got to be way here. This mental got to be way sharper than playing. I'm not knocking the NBA, but going over there to someone else's country, the yeah. expectations that you have is way different. And, and that's what I that's what I tell dudes. And you know, because people are like, well, did you ever miss not not coming back to the league? And I tell them, I was like, no, I, I didn't miss one thing. And then and, and it and a lot of it is like you said. I saw NBA guys come. I see them get cut after two three games yeah. because the nba makes you a specialist in, in certain areas when yeah, you go to europe you got to be able to play basketball you got to be able to shoot dribble pass all of these skills you know let me say this i i told people when i came back here and i started coaching and the first thing i said was 
okay, I got to create basketball players. I was like, and that's the difference between Europe and the NBA. The NBA at that time had a bunch of athletes, but they didn't have pure basketball players like they do now. You didn't see Brent, the Brandon Ingrams and, and guys mm-hmm. that are 6'10", 6'11", that can handle the ball, shoot threes, put it, you know, do all this other stuff. They came a dime a dozen in Europe. Yeah. And I know that. That's a fact. I remember my first game, I step on the court in Spain, and I'm like, I'm about to kill these dudes. Seven-footer stops at the three-point line. Whack it. Whack it. I'm like, <laughs> like what the I didn't know they had that. I didn't know you had that, big fella. Yeah. You know, made me change my whole game. You yep. know, and that's when I became, you know, a well-rounded basketball player. So I say that to preface this. You 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 play for the various teams. You were always a student of the game. You took from the college coaches. You took from the professional coaches. You took from the European coaches and players. All to come back to get into coaching. Yep. You, you did your thing. And as you see, it, you got the court, the flames court behind you. You yep. know, I got to get some love. I had a great time when I was there, but I knew it was time for me to kind of, you know, change my career. I was, I love the fact that you were able to step in there and do what you're doing now. You're on your second coach after Coach McClain, now with Coach Yak. How's D Brown's coaching career progressing? Oh, uh, it's going great, man. Uh, I'm very humble, you know, um, to have my first job at the University of Illinois at Chicago, where I'm from. Um, th- grew up three and a half miles away from campus. Uh, Coach McClain gave me this opportunity. Um, and then when Coach Yaklis came in, he kept me on board. Man, it's been a huge blessing learning. Uh, I- I've always been a student of the game. I told you I play for different philosophies. I, I can blend in. Uh, I know what the bottom line is uh, at- at- in this business. It's it's you know, unspoken sometimes, it, you know, man, it's about winning, but it's about winning. It's about development and, and raising these young men, of course, but um, winning can be winning in life. I, I, I really value education. I always tell our guys, yeah, you may be a good basketball player. That's, that's all fine and dandy, but one day it will come to an end. So you make sure you make your family proud by um, getting a degree. I'm very serious about it. It's been documented with me, you know, 16th out of, you know, 350 students at Proviso East. When I got to the University of Illinois, I graduated in three years. I took education very serious by keeping the 3.0 GPA. Guys didn't outcompete me in the classroom. Um, nobody wrote, you know, I told people when you, when you get to that level, you got to take pride in everything you do. And, and when you clicking at all levels, the basketball happened to go in. Uh, 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 you get that luck you need. The luck, luck favors the relentless. I was relentless in everything I did. So I value education. So I, I try to spread that same message to our guys that when it's basketball said and done, uh, you want to make sure you got your education. You want to make sure you ain't burn no bridges. You treated everybody with respect. Even when you was doing really well and I was at the high level of my career, people speak so well about me because I was always humble. I got humbled in my life several times due to just, just the upbringing. I was, I was, I was brought up in a, in a, in a real, real tough situation. So I, I really love basketball. I really love what basketball did for me and did for my family. So, I try to give every – I'm a servant. I try to give everything that I've learned to these guys, whether they listen or they don't listen to me. It ain't about if they listen because they want one day they're going to know I told them, and I'm not going to tell them I told them so. My job is to tell them. My job is to show them. My job is to give them everything I got. And until I, I get tired of doing that, that, that's when I know coaching ain't for me. But um, I know what I'm good at. So, like, me being a basketball player, I know what I'm good at. I stick to what I'm good at. Um and every day I think of ways to get better at it. Think of ways to get better at everything I, that 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 that's given that's thrown my way. And it, it's been it's been a great great uh, journey thus far from learning all the coaches I work with. Um, they they really have um, man just took me under their wing and try to help me because they see they, they tell me they see stuff in me and that means a lot to me because you don't have to people don't have to do anything for you. So I'm about learning. Um, I, I I definitely can't wait for the opportunity to to have my own program uh, on one day. I've been running programs all my life. I feel like for all you point guards out there, man, for all you players out there who think you really good at what you do, it's always player led. When you see championships won, coaches do a lot of it. I, I, I respect coaching, I'll never get it twisted. But LeBron James won championships. Really good point guards win championships. Really good players win championships uh, due to their day-to-day approach to the game, their day-to-day uh, holding their teammates accountable, holding themselves accountable. Everything goes with it. So uh, I won all my career because I knew I surrounded myself with the right people. 
and I've always been a, a student of it. So I'm, I'm willing to learn and I've been learning a lot, man. You know, I'm working for a guy right now who's heavy about defense. I'm a defensive guy uh, myself, but um, you know, I'm, I'm just a basketball guy and I, I, I'm, I just want to learn because I don't, I thought I knew a lot about basketball. Di, I don't know nothing. I need, I need to learn, learn a lot more. And that's what it is. It's a constant learning experience, man. And you, you nailed it right on the head. Um, you, you, you're with a coach now that I have a ton of respect for. Um, you know, Coach Jack and I used to talk when I'd be out recruiting, whether it was, I was at, you know, the junior college level. And then when I got to UIC, and of course he was at Michigan at that time. And we'd sit down and we'd chat sometimes. But you, so you, you, you're with a guy that knows this game. And, and so keep, keep sucking up all the knowledge you can get from him, man, as you have done in, in your past anyway. But now we, I got to give you, I can't get, I can't let D Brown come on without talking about the current Illinois team, man. As we move yeah. it through, we got Michigan tomorrow, uh, which I'm heading down there to do that game. We have Ohio State after that. Then it's the Big Ten tournament. Speaking of the Big Ten tournament, because they didn't have one of those when I was playing. <laughs> what, what was that? Actually, yeah, I tell you, I'm, old, I'm, 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 I'm recognizing that I'm an older guy. I'm not an old guy yet, but I'm an older guy. Talk, tell us just a little bit before we move to the team, just how – as you're going into the Big Ten tournament, what's what's the, the thought process when you're going in? Just the feeling. I shouldn't even say the thought process. What's the feeling when you're going into that? Man, we always woke, uh, open up that with a, a cut net walking in. It's net, it's net cutting season right now. I mean, if you don't know how to cut a net, uh, you will learn real quick. You know, I you know I most guys don't even that goes over their heads when I say that, but. We cutting down these nets right now, and we and we playing these teams. And sometimes you got to beat a team three times. So ain't no love. You got to go in here really disciplined and really focus on each possession because you played this. You seen this team twice. You seen them already. It's not. It's it's who's going to be the tougher team, and who want to cut down nets. And when you understand this next point, which a lot of people don't, that's cool. They understand it. But I'm gonna give it to you. You want to win your tournament for a higher seed because when you get a higher seed, they place you in a location where it's favorable for your fans to travel and for you to be comfortable enough to get past those first two rounds. So those first two rounds, ooh, are brutal. Because you won't catch a team that you ain't used to seeing and they're not going to be afraid. They're going to be confident. So you got to make sure you understand that winning and placing yourself in the best scenario for you to win a national championship is understand you got to win and win late and win when you're supposed to win later in the season. So my, our, our attitude was cutting down nets. Our attitude was putting us in the best position to get to that 16. Cause once you get to that 16, it's on. And we was always focused on deep runs and, and peaking at the right time. So we went in with a different mentality of um, let's, let's be mad. Let's, let's, let's feel some type of way about the opponent. Uh, and Coach, Coach McClain did a great job of having bullet board, what that bill, what they call it? Billboard material. Oh, he be having all type of weird stuff to make me, we be feeling some type of way walking in like, yeah, that's what they said. Okay. All right. Because you need that extra push during that time because everybody's hurt, everybody's sore. But the main goal, man, we need to cut down these nets and over there talking crazy. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time to come out here and beat these people, fifty-two to forty. You know what I mean? Let's let's have a slow a, a, a slow game, a low scoring game where we locking up and uh, let, let, let's find a way to win. And um, so around that time, you just got to find ways to win and, and um, you know be, be victorious and cut down nets. Yeah. So they line out now. Um, it's, yeah. Today, they, Great they, conversation. They don't you don't really talk. I don't really talk publicly about it, man. You talk all the time, man. Me, yes. you, Darren. I don't really talk to a lot of people. Shout out, uh, uh, Chen Coleman, who I talked to this morning. I talk to him every once in a while about it. You know, I try to stay distance from it because I just feel like, man, I hope Io like me, man. They, they, they compare him too much to me, man. He's an unbelievable player, man. Like yes. he's in a he's in a stratosphere of his own. Uh, Kofi, we ain't seen a big dude like Kofi in a, in a long time. Never like, just show homage to what they got going on down there. I mean, they got a really good team, and um, I love watching them. They tough. They well coached. Every game, I can expect effort. I can expect grittiness. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like Io, man. I ain't too many people better than Io, and I, I always say publicly, I value. I just value education. That's all. He three years. He one year away from getting his degree. I know he probably a Whatever he's going to draft, if he, if he, you know, I wish he was a top five pick. He, he's talented enough. I mean, he, he's a pro. Um, I, I just love what he did and, and by staying home and putting on for the home team and then Kofi coming over. And then that young boy, the, the, the point guard is. Andre Cabello. 
Oh man, he is special. Like he is really good. And I got shout out Adam Miller. I mean, I can go down the list of those guys that got over. They got really good. They, you know, they got really good talent. And I'm 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 excited to see Adam Miller's growth mm-hmm. uh, along. You know, what I mean, um, along with Carbello, who him and him and Miller is going to be really good moving forward. But I'm thinking of, of the now. Um, I'm really rooting for those guys and. We support them, man. The, all, all the guys that came through the program, we want to see those guys do well. It's sort of how, like, when we was doing well, you guys used to show love. We used to be oh, like, man, the, like, they showing us love like that? Like, but I just, you know, with, I, I just can see sometimes maybe Iowa don't rock with me because they probably be, you know, doing too much comparing to me and him. He, he not even, me and him, way different players, but you he's are. phenomenal, man. I, I love watching him play. Uh, been watching him play for a long time. Right now, they're, they're for, they moved them up to fourth in the nation. They're sitting on the one line right now. Yeah. Um, of course, they got Michigan and Ohio State coming up next, depending on they, – they've, they've guaranteed a double bye for the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. What's – what if you had to tell them one thing to focus on, what, what would it be as they move into the tournament? Now, I don't think – I don't know if they'll hear this or not. Uh, I don't know if any of them subscribe to the pod. But just for our people, for Illini Nation that is listening – what would be yeah. that one thing that you would say, man, okay, guys, make sure y'all focus on this. And, you know, and this will help propel you as you go into this tournament. It's it's about we. I, I think it's not no one-man show at Iowa. It's about we. Step up, do your job at a high level. It's, it's that time of the year where we need everyone to contribute. We need everyone to be locked in and sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice in order for the team to be successful. It's about being selfless. It's about supporting the guys that you know are the guys, which Io is the guy, but they are pretty loaded to where you can say that Georgie needs to play well. Um, key guys that can help put us over the top need to show up with that mentality of the, the everyday guys. I ain't worried about the effort. It's about performing and stepping up and playing at a high level because when you stepping up and playing against these teams, when you reach, you know, they get to the to the level we talking about getting to, uh, we're gonna need everybody. We're gonna need everybody to come with that mentality. And what are you sacrificing right now? Because everybody's hurt, everybody's banged up. Um, what are you sacrificing in order for us to accomplish what we need to? And I just think we have what it takes um, with those two. I mean, Kofi and Io is just, I mean, they need a Shaq and Kobe statue. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. uh, just remarkable players. I need, I need, to, I need to, as Shaq, I say to other guys, which on the team, you, you, I felt at times me and Rod with the other guys, James Augustine <laughs> with the other guys. You, it ain't number one being other guys. Everybody plays a part in winning. Everybody comes and contributes to winning is what it's all about. And I just think uh, I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited to see what what they do this season, and you know. Right, it's, it's, well, no better, it's, it's no better feeling right now than watching Illinois basketball and everybody is raving and going crazy over because that's the feeling we want to have and that's who, that's who we are as a program. Exactly. And we want to keep having guys like Io and Kofi and Adam Miller and uh, Carbello. We, 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 we've been having that type of – those type of players in the past and we need to continue that, and it will because I, I love our coaching staff. I think Brad's done a great job. Told you, one thing I love about him is that grittiness. I love watching him play. Um, just, just, just a huge supporter, man, and, and I'm rooting for him. All right, big fella. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you walk on out here. I didn't kept you long enough, but what I do want to do first, yeah, you got a line I nation on here. You got all of the people that are listening, supporters that love you, that love the program. The mic is yours. Whatever you want to say to him. Oh no, I appreciate it, man. I'm, for, I'm forever a line man. You know, the day I, I committed there, people know my, my love and my passion for it. I'm a, I'm a homegrown kid who, 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 who put his all into it, uh, put his blood, sweat, tears into it. Want to, want to shout out all my brothers. I want to shout out all the guys who came before me, who put that jersey on, who, who paved the way. Um, I, I could just name a lot. I didn't prepare my speech right now to name all the people who had an imprint on, on, on my, on my success. Uh, I think, I think all the line fans are just supporting us. Uh, all the guys who put the jersey on it and, and for all the young guys that's listening, understand this, that sometimes staying home, sometimes doing the right thing is doing the right thing. And you'll forever be remembered. And they told me I'll be a legend. And they told me I always have love here. But um, the hard work I put in, the guys I put that jersey on with and and, and, and went to war with every single day, um, it meant a lot to me. And I, I'll forever remember that. And for, for that, you know, shout out Coach Self and his coaching staff for believing in me and telling me it'll be a forever thing. 
and it is definitely a forever thing. And to the current Illini, man, we love you. People, you know, through, through, through the good, through the bad, through the, all the, put your phone down, man. Don't look at what people got to say because they don't go through those long days. They don't go through those long practices. They don't let Brad yell them in their ear. They ain't in the weight room. They ain't going to study hall. They ain't going through all of what you go through. So sacrificing, sacrifice all of that noise and put the phone down and, and focus on your craft because there's people out here who really love you and want to see you do well. So thank you for having me, Dion. You know how I feel about you, man. It's it's great to uh, uh, get in and have this, this 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 moment of just chopping it up and having this conversation. So keep supporting us, man, and uh, always go Alana. I love you, D. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. So Alana Nation, we're going to close it out. We're going to let my man do his thing. D, as always, and you named it, you are a legend, bro. Not just at the University of Illinois, but in the state of Illinois and definitely in the city. You are one of its greatest, and you will always be one of its greatest. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. So Alana Nation, we're going to close it out. Love, peace, and hair grease. But before we close this out, I got to send a shout out to uh, Sport Bet River Sportsbook. Without Bet River Sportsbook, this pod ain't happening. As well as Signature Bank, they have made the the faith. They have made Champagne on Ice possible for you tonight. Made it clear I'm able to get my man D Brown on here to chit chat and show some love. A lot of that nation, peace. <laughs> <laughs>